Welcome back to Undisclosed Voices of Black Girls. I'm Leah. And I'm Brooklyn. Sorry we didn't have a podcast last week. I had a minor surgery, but I'm calm now. So we're back. New location because lockdown. Boris. Mm. Well, we can't even speak about him in too tough. <laughs> but um, anyways, today... We're going to talk about black people, well, the black community and police. So, yeah. Uh, how, do you, how do you personally view the police? Ew. <laughs> That's how I, like, don't come near me, don't talk to me, don't look at me. Ew. Even the man that do the policing course, I don't trust them. Ew. Don't trust the ghetto. Ain't no feds in the house. But, um, yeah. We're going to talk about black beauty and the police in Britain mainly. And even though, like, Britain isn't, like, people, like, don't like to think it's as racist as, like, oh, America. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They always say, like, oh, but we're better than over there. Where? <laughs> Where? I'm telling you right now, if our police had guns... I think... Do you know what? I think Britain is worse because we don't have guns. So, I don't know. Guns, obviously, you could just back your gun out and shoot. Mm. But the police here, they've really got to, like, mm. wind you up and fight you and drag you. Like, there's so much that they can possibly do to using their power against you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worse. It, grinds my gears it does it grinds my gears okay (laughs) bowling and philip in 2010 they found that um even though britain doesn't have like extreme overt forms of racism they have we in britain have a very anti uh immigration and we're very xenophobic and who's we (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like we're not nice we're not as no, nice as everyone that. says yeah, yeah, yeah. they just think we're all pip pip cheerio and everyone drinks tea together it's not like that but yeah anyways we're going to talk about the history of the police um bowling and philip they were looking into policing in the ethnic minority in ethnic minority communities mm-hmm. uh, basically um actually no let me start with suzanne suzella palmer my g she's a lecturer in the university of bedfordshire We're related suzella palmer i mean look at my family history man i say it should be palmer okay I'll at her on Twitter, see if she comes in. I think we should. I think we should do that. <laughs> Ancestry.com. Girl, I'm your long-lost cousin. I'm not backing anything until I know the facts. I'm not gonna lie. But um, she said, since the 1950s, successive generations of black people have been underprotected as victims and over-policed or, like as suspects Mm -hmm. so basically that when we're a victim they will say that you're the perpetrator that kind of thing yeah they don't protect you as a victim when you're black and then even when you're a suspect they decide like oh 
we're going to be overly forceful. Yeah. And then in the 1960s, so that was from the 1950s. So since the 1950s, 1960s, the black and Asian communities were seen to be extremely underrepresented everywhere. Like, I don't... This was written, This one was by Bowling and Phillips, mm-hmm. and it was written by white people, so black and Asian people were about, but they just didn't see them. So, like, in business, politics, that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, so there weren't even, like, black or Asian um, police officers. I don't know. They always feel like underrepresentation of black, of, like, ethnic minorities is going to solve the problem, but, you know. Anyways, they found... Do you not think that that's still relevant now? Like, you can still go to somewhere and it'll be all white workers. Yeah. It's mad. Where's the diversity? Like, maybe black people don't go for the job. Who knows? But I, I very doubt much it. doubt that. I doubt it. I'm trying to think of, like, places where I know that just only white people. But, like, I swear to tell Bay. Mm-hmm. And you think... Yeah, tell, but... No. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to pay free proper plantain. Don't. I'm sorry. Don't. Don't. Bowling and Phillips found that during the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, that racism in the police and racial prejudice within the police was a lot more widespread than in normal society. Makes sense. Never doubted it. Studies found that racial prejudice and racialist talks were expected, accepted, and even fashionable within the police community. Racist talks? Yeah, so they were expected to say slurs. Oh. And it was fashionable. Okay. So you know, like... um, My mum's not going to listen to this. But you know, like, when (laughs) you're in, like... uh, You just start secondary school... Just throwing out all of the swear words. Uh, <laughs> just with everyone else. You're throwing out every single one. That's where my party mouth came yeah. from. When you're throwing all of them out. Yeah. And, yeah. So, basically, they're saying, like, the way they talk about, like, other ethnic minorities is kind of similar or the same as that. They found that in the police force that the black community were look were seen to be prone to violent crime drug abuse incomprehensible to be incomprehensible like you don't we don't they don't understand us okay and uh suspicious hard to handle naturally excitable aggressive lacking brain power troublesome to me that sounds like an animal an aggressive animal. That doesn't sound like a... That's not how you d- describe someone. that's how they viewed someone. us. Look at how they used that's, to... No, that's us. how they view us. Yeah. Not viewed... They still do. True, yes. They <laughs> still be viewing it. And within the Asian community, they have found that Asians were seen to be as devious, liars, potential illegal immigrants, and the very stereotypes that they may, like, used to explain, like, law-abiding behaviour in white society. Okay. Like... Uh, family pressure, tight-knit community, high levels of social control. Everything we were not. No, like, everything the white people are. So, like, you know, like... How yeah, so, but we weren't. We weren't anything like that. Well, only apparently. White, only white people. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But those kind of things in the Asian community were now seen to be, like, to promote criminal behaviour. Yeah. In the Asian community. 
So yes. Oh, so I'm. What? I can't get over the description that they described us. It was a lack in brain power for me because they. Do you know how many studies I was going through, and they were saying the same thing. They were saying exactly the same thing. It made my contempt for the police work. Okay. I found a very interesting, very interesting. Like, I didn't even know this happened until I found it earlier. But basically, there was this guy called Michael Keith, and he was looking into race riots and policing within like London. Okay. And this was published in 1992. He's, um, he quoted a book or a report by Joseph Hunt, and it's called n-word hunting in england but obviously they did not say n-word they said the full thing and that was published in 1996 and the book 1966 1966 you said 1996 oh 1996. <laughs> people will be there like Shh. thing is yeah we say 1996 like it was a long time ago no that's what i mean 1996 was not a long time ago my dad was born in that year 66 yeah, my dad was bored, so my auntie and my uncle was alive. My that means my grandparents were through it, and somebody else's grandparents were doing it. Yeah. My my nana wasn't there because she she got with a black man, so that's no excuse. She 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 wasn't n word hunting. That's maybe. Well, she, she was. She might have been in a different way. a good one <laughs> basically joseph hunt found that after like he interviewed loads of like black people during the before 1996 did i say that right no i didn't 1966 and he basically found that the police were extremely readily um they were very ready to use like dogs against black people Frequent inst- and there were frequent instances of overt racialist abuse. And it is confirmed from reliable sources that sergeants and constables do leave police stations with the express purpose of going N-word hunting. Yeah, just take that in for a minute because... And basically, they went to the police commander at Brixham at the time and he basically said, at the time of the book, it's basically true. Yeah, I don't even know what to say because can you imagine like we get treated like this because of the colour of our skin that is it there's no Mm. other reason other than the fact that we're dark Mm -hmm. like I'll never get over it I'll never get over it (sighs) that was like when I found when I found out about that I didn't really know how to take it. Because that's, that's someone's, upsetting. That's like, someone's grandparents doing that. That have been doing that. And just are about now. Because imagine people died from it. I found... Where did I find a report? But I found a report that said that there was like 2,600 
um, people that had died in police custody since, like, 1960s. And I bet no one's been done for it. It just... <laughs> and this is where I come in, because well, I can confirm that the last time a police officer was successfully prosecuted in the UK concerning the death of somebody in custody was in 1969. This is when the Beatles were not only alive, but still together. Irrelevant, but that was the <laughs> example that they used. Um, so two lead city police officers were involved in the death of David Oluwali, if I'm saying that right, a homeless British Nigerian man who they had repeatedly targeted in an attempt to drive him out of the city. The official, the officers had taken to abusing um, David whenever he was spotted and famously wrote a racial slur, which I'm not going to repeat by his nationality on his arrest sheet. So they wrote that by his nationality on the arrest sheet. Why is he getting arrested as well? What are they? Oh, no reason. So when he died after being in custody, they faced charges of manslaughter. Yeah. During the trial, these charges were dropped to assault. The police officers were convicted and sentenced to three years. Half a century later, there has not been a single successful prosecution for anyone who's died in police custody since. Sorry, this one's really sad. It makes me feel really <laughs> sad. Two thousand over two thousand five hundred people have died in police custody, and no one has been arrested for it. I mean, what these? It was manslaughter, and then it got dropped to assault. <sighs> Assault? Can you kill someone by assault? Like, that, that don't make sense to me. That don't make sense to me. And they got three years, and I bet you guarantee you they only did half their sentence. Thing is, and yeah. And if they did their sentence, it was in some cute little prison where they could walk around. They're probably in decap prison. Don't. And thing is, everyone's going to say, oh, like, well, we're still better than America. They're not even getting prosecuted here. They're not. In America, um, a state the George Floyd case, they took a long time, too long. But let's be to real. If it wasn't because of us yeah. and what we did, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have done nothing. True. Like they haven't for Breonna Taylor. They, they haven't, haven't done, done anything, no. have they? It's literally because they. But, but so, <sighs> why? Like, if somebody else went out and killed somebody they would get done so why is it so different for a police officer because mm. they're all racist simple as that nobody can tell me different i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it it's the worst when you're looking at like you know like information posts about like stuff like this that like inform you of it and it's like so hard to because there's so much of it going on not even just in this country there's so much of it going on and then you look at the comments I don't know why I look at I don't do that because I don't don't have the mental capacity to deal with all of that. I can't fight everybody. They'd be blaming the person. They will be, like, the person may be dead. If he'd have just, what's the word? Complied? That's the word. If he'd have just complied with the police officer, (laughs) he wouldn't have been killed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Billy. Oh. Keep your opinions I, to yourself. I think they will be the same people that say black people are dumb. Don't start with me. Don't. I'm not. I'm not about it. It makes me so angry. This one, this one is deep. This one is really irritating me. We haven't even got halfway through the history yet. We've only just touched the 1950s, 1960s. Okay, should we move on to 1970s now? Woo! For the sake of this video, yes. Right, so in the 19th, so this is Suzella Palmer again. She documented this very well. Like, we're out in her, I'm sorry. She's a G, she's actually a G. So, um, during the 1970s and 80s, there has been well documented, deep seated racist attitudes among police officers. For example, in her research, basically another lady, Maureen Kane, found that police officers involved in her study believe most black people, who they casually refer to as the N-word, I don't think that would have changed, were pimps and layabouts. And it was very common during these times, 1970s and 80s, that black people to be treated with contempt, brutalised by police, and their actions, they would rationalise their actions by saying that black people were different to them. They were incomprehensible again. that Because they, they don't understand them, it's fine for them, us to be beaten on, to be brutalised. I don't like this. It's, oh, yo, it, it gets worse. Yeah, why... Did you watch um, um the Amongst Us did, on Netflix? Among Us. Among Us. Did you watch that? Is that about... fourth? Did you watch it? Yeah. I haven't watched it. I, I can't bring myself to watch it. I'm not being funny. It made me want to start a race that's war. The... It was I bad. For peace of mind, I can't watch things like that because I will want to go out and fight everybody. Mm. That's not That's not black. It wasn't until that came out that there was a lady and she was very for, like, arresting those boys. And it, I don't think it was until that came out on Netflix that people started, that she lost her job. So imagine if that Netflix ever told her she would still be going about her daily life with a racist skinny white bum doing her job. <laughs> Anyways, this one is making me very angry very angry okay. you're seeing a different side to us today <laughs> not them sweet girls <laughs> okay in 1979 extensive accounts of police intimidation harassment and brutality against black people were taking were taken from solicitors case files and vice centers black self-help groups and published by the institute of race relations Okay, a lot of stuff was um, about the police and the malpractice of it. And someone basically looked into it, like made an inquiry. And um, like things like fabrication of evidence or the use of forced confessions, medical negligence of detained suspects, treating black people, black victims as perpetrators, their willingness to unprotect not protect black people against racist um, attacks on them. <sighs> this one is hard, Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, 
yeah so basically they did they made like a um they put it on like the political agenda to talk about it in the 1980s and they spoke about it and they looked into it but obviously nothing came of it they basically said oh let's hire more people of ethnic minorities that will solve it obviously that didn't solve it and then the case of Stephen Lawrence happened and there was is it called Macpherson it's basically there was an inquiry into the failings of um the police because obviously the um do you know what happened mm -hmm. basically what happened was there was um Stephen Lawrence was at a bus stop and he was murdered by four or five white men and it was racially charged and the police I was gonna swear, oops. <laughs> they messed it up. They fumbled it. They fumbled the case. They didn't they weren't on it as much they as they didn't wanna be on it. They don't care. <sighs> that poor boy. And uh there was an inquiry into it, a government inquiry into it because there was uproar. There was uproar. Oh, I forgot to mention the Brixton riots in the nineteen eighties, which was because of those cases in the nineteen seventy nine. Basically, the Brixton riots from um, young people. So, our parents were alive then. Yeah. They, my dad was probably in them. He was probably having a great time. <laughs> I would. What was that, 1981? My mum wouldn't have even been 10. Really? 1960. No. If it was like, he was, he was teens. He was teens. Yeah, my parents were literally like children. So, sadly, they couldn't have been there um so that was in the 1980s there's inner city riots and stuff oh the guy that did the report in that one was lord scarman and he was looking into the um riots and what caused them and obviously it was the mistreatment of black people a long time ago not a long time ago it was a short time ago and then stephen lawrence happened in the 1990s um, Macpherson looked into that and basically found that the police are institutionally racist. Which was no news to us, but he told the white people, he told the whites, like, your police are a racist, do something about it. And he was saying that the police, that there should be more ethnic minorities in the police force and that they should have racial awareness, like, courses ongoing, not just, like, one, you know? Yeah. Yeah and time times change you gotta keep up with the the times like you can't be using old school i was gonna <laughs> you can't be using old school methods mm. like now no no and if they could they would lynch you think what the police yeah oh no that's a fact that's a fact that's a fact um so uh and he also said that they should have a cult <laughs> valuing cultural diversity, and that would help please <laughs> everybody makes rice and peas <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so everybody does eat rice and peas here that's the problem I know I see you on carnival no, they hate carnival the police be at carnival. <laughs> 
y'all see that game wines at carnival what the police yes are you telling me you've never seen them no They'll they be enjoying it they too are, much. They are. They, they, they are in the middle and people will be gassing them up and girls will be whining on the fees. Like. That's a vibe. I love carnival. It better be on the next year. Oh, though. don't. It better be on don't, next year. Don't. I just want to go. Don't. Because. I want to get a track. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> back on topic. Um, so, the Mac Physician Report appear to have failed to address the issues of racism. As we could have guessed, not by any fault of his own. He did the right thing by looking into the case. And um, Sharp and Atherton in 2007, more recent now, found that research on young black and ethnic minority people's experience of police, that there were a lot of, there's a disproportionate amount of reports coming from this what is population i say i guess these people and of negative behavior and police misconduct towards them that was in 2007 i really don't think anything has changed evil not literally can you imagine like the people who fought for change and you know we got a little bit of it when you know back whenever they probably thought that we got a bit of it you know it was celebrated and mm. now like obviously these people are dead now thinking like times are going to be so good for us and the new generation and mm. it's exactly the same there's no change is there ever gonna be change we don't know i don't think it'll happen in our lifetime no definitely not but you know like this it makes me not even want to have children. Why would I want to have kids and bring them up in this society? Mm. Like, nah. Well, that was the history of the police. We didn't even go that far back. We went seventy years. It's two thousand twenty now. We went seventy years. So some of your nans and granddads have lived through that. Your parents have lived through that. We've lived through that <laughs> and continue to live through it. What about now? Well. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so I was just basically looking at, like, recent stuff, you know, recent newspaper articles and what people have said, like, by mm. actual police officers. And a former police chief inspector of the Metropolitan Police said relations relations between officers and the black community in london were at their lowest point in decades and were continuing to deteriorate that was made in 2020 i've had that so in 2020 we were at our lowest point I think of all the things that, that we've been through in 2020 we're in our lowest point can you imagine I've had that. um rod charles mm. said the met stop and search drive had resulted in stereotyping the community's wholesale and also criticized the rehen- reprehensible actions of some officers. He also said that police need to focus on cramming criminals, not aligning types of people to types of crimes. That's how you end up stereotyping. Mr. Charles, who now trains officers on how to use force, said there are some people who think that there is a superior race and Mm -hmm. superior beings to others. We know who you are. 
if you have those people in the police force, they will treat people in an inhumane way. Bear in mind, this um, Rod Charles, he's the uncle of a book. Book? A boy. Yeah. A man. I can't remember what his name is. Um, he was, I think he was 20 and he died in police custody. Rod Charles is black? Yeah. Rod Charles is black. And his nephew died in police custody. They like sat on top of him and he choked. Um, I also found that restraint techniques are also more likely to be used on black people, according to false records. Mm. And they said that this is because they found black people more threatening and aggressive. Now, I'm pretty sure we've all seen videos of non-black people running up on the police with knives and guns. We've had school shooters and terrorists and I'm not talking about the Asian terrorists, but I'm talking about the white terrorists. Mm-hmm. And they get taken into police custody. Fine. They get to serve their prison sentence. Fine. But we're more threatening and more aggressive. Now, we're probably more threatening and aggressive when you keep, like... They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Um, somebody, an author called something Murray, I can't remember his first name. Mm. He quoted, he said that it was surreal to see Black Lives Matter marching down Oxford Street with their hands in the air doing the Black Lives Matter thing of hands up, don't shoot, all escorted by unarmed British police officers. Now, I don't know where he said this, but the audience apparently all laughed because they basically think it's ridiculous that we're marching for a problem that doesn't concern us. Girl, I was there. I was there. No, I was at that march. They were on with horses. They have fa- the horses had protection the horses on them. Scary. They had they had these visors on them. So scary. And I remember looking at the horses and I was, why do they need horses for? Because would they not just trample us? Would the horses not just trample us? Exactly. Okay. That's number one. There was all the police standing outside like this. They're ready to grab whatever thing they have on them. Let people protest in peace. Chatting about their unarmed. They They have something on them. There's something on them. I guarantee you the little pep talk that the sergeant had with the officer before they left was like, be ready, Mm. you know, we might have some deaths on our hands today. Use the most force you possibly can. You mm. know that that's what happened because that's what they expected us to do. They expected us to act out and start. No. For the whole time I was there, I was there for like, I don't know, six hours. I didn't see anything happen. But you know, the only video I saw from that day on the media was a little fight that broke out. This topic is very like emotionally charged and people are angry yeah. and because not, nothing's been done about it. Like our whole lifetime, we are 21, 22. Our whole lifetime, nothing has been done. My dad's whole lifetime, nothing has been done. And we're still experiencing the same thing that they're faced, they were facing back in the 1960s. But actually, no. They, um, they convicted someone in the 1970s. 1970s. <laughs> 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> and they expect us not to be angry. Exactly. They expect us. What? Why couldn't like 
why couldn't they have just been like two officers walking down just making sure that everything's like they didn't the way they act causes us to think well why are you acting like that mm-hmm. like they know exactly what they're doing they wanted us to kill each other institutional racism exists at every level of our criminal justice system from who gets stopped and searched to who gets arrested to who gets charged and to who gets convicted point mm. blank period what can we do to change it yeah no i don't know how we're going to change it if i'm being honest wipe the slate clean realistically everything that we know about policing thing is though i think they need to get rid of old old police officers as well no that's what i want to do anyone who's over a certain age you need to go not even certain age everyone do police calls now stop it stop (laughs) it (laughs) no but obviously like young people we're we're okay ish like i don't feel i hope i don't think so then again i feel like people that want to go into the police and they probably got bullied at school so now they just use the Power and a police officer to. I just get feel back. like they want power. Yeah, and everyone will say that there are some good ones out there, but you're working for an institutionally racist system, and I know, however many faces like ours you decide to put into the system, it's not going to change it because we will be somewhere near the bottom ranks. We're not moving up. We're not. So we can't be higher and change from the top down. Yeah. They want us, they just want to put loads of faces that look like us from the bottom that you can see to be like, oh, look, there's, there's change. Mm. These people are working for an institutionally racist system, regardless if you're good or if you're bad. We're racist or non-racist. It's, it's a racist system and it needs to be wiped clean. It needs to like, they need a reset button there because all, at the minute, what they're doing is building on what they have yeah. and what they had. Facts. Has any system? No cat. Mm-hmm. Like facts. Cause this one is not working. But then it may be. Oh no, it's them. working for them. Fine, <laughs> they're loving life. We don't like it. They're loving life. What do you think? Same, man. But it's hard, like, to say things that you want that you know is not gonna happen anytime soon. So it's like. <sighs> It's the fact what that can we do? People be denying it happens as well. I feel so for like black people that want to go into the police as well because I feel like they wanted to do it because they want to change, like mm. they want to help. But it's like you've got to really like they could say one thing and get fired. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. and then I just feel like that's how it starts. Like you start complying and you start just keeping your mouth shut on certain things. Like, how are you helping a white police officer kill a black man for no reason? Mm-hmm. That don't make sense to me. You've got the same face as you. That they're scared. But I'm sorry, like... The end. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs>